so many different ideas about good health. How do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Healthy View Radio. This is the place where the important health conversations take place. Yes, my name is Lisa Lutan, and I am joined by my incredibly talented and entertaining co-hosts, Andrea Beeman and Michelle Fenninghaus. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Today's topic is burnout. And not only do all three of us hosts help our clients with burnout, but not surprisingly, we've all had major burnouts ourselves. For me, it happened many years ago. I was a former tech entrepreneur working 80 hours a week and not paying attention to my health. I crashed, I burned, and it wasn't pretty. I spent two years searching for answers, barely coping, deeply depressed, and thought I was losing my mind, all while taking care of a couple babies, working and moving into a new house. And that's what led me to my 20-year journey of health that I'm still on and led me to do the work that I'm doing. How about you, ladies, Michelle, Andrea, can you share a little bit about your stories of burnout? Oh, well, um, well, I actually was a burnout at (laughs) one point in my life (laughs) through my teenage years. I think that's what they used to call us. You know, the people that used to smoke pot all the time. Is that still the the term that's used? I don't think so, but they totally called it that when I was in high school. (laughs) Yeah, so I was was a burnout. Um, But uh, as an adult... I don't necessarily know that I burned out, but I crashed twice. Um, the first time that I crashed, crashed and burned after, you know, getting healthy, so to speak, was when I was vegan in my early 30s. And, uh, and I was just, you know, eating beans and rice and vegetables. And, you know, like I had no animal protein for like a year or something like that. And I did. I felt a crash in my system and my immune system kept crashing But the second time that I crashed and burned was about six years ago when I didn't know what was happening. And I felt like every single organ system was shutting down and I had Lyme. (laughs) And that was an interesting little crash and burn. And it brought me to uh, understand herbal medicine, which, uh, you know, I'm so thankful for all the plants on the planet. Right. So as a youngster, I was thankful for the marijuana as my burnout (laughs) phase. And as an adult, I was thankful for my crash and burn, bringing me back to the plants to help rebuild my system. Oh, that's interesting. So you're talking about the burnouts that can happen even once you, like going vegan, right? This is an attempt to do something good for yourself and actually you find yourself in a burnout mode. And Lisa, you're talking about before, right? Mm -hmm. Before you were really involved in health and wellness and experiencing burnout there. Yeah, I think that's really important to think about how we can encounter burnout in in either place, in any point of life. And we're not, you know, golden just because we start eating healthy. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's not going to happen to us. 
I agree. I think that's an amazing point because we think that, okay, once I start eating healthy, everything's fine. Or once I lose that weight, everything's fine. But we know everything's an ongoing experiment. Everything we have to constantly check in with how am I eating? How's it working for me? Is my exercise working for me? Is my stress management working for me? And it doesn't end. It just evolves you know, as we get older. So thank you, Andrea, for making that point. Because, yeah, no, I really think about that. Oh, that was my crash and burn. But the truth is, we do have these little mini ones along the way. And if we're not listening, we just kind of roll through them. And then we get the big one. Yeah, you know, like, um, I think that that's a big misconception, like what you said, you know, like you think, yeah, you get healthy, you eat well, you take care of yourself, and nothing else is going to happen to you the rest of your life. And it's just a myth. It's just a myth. And I remember years and years ago, oh my gosh, I had to be like 20-something years ago, I was at a, um, a conference and there was an old curmudgeon macrobiotic counselor there and uh, I, had, um, I had a cold, right? <laughs> and the old curmudgeon macrobiotic counselor said, oh, you have a cold you're not doing something right in the universe. And I was like, can I just get a cold? I mean, <laughs> once in a while, can you just get a cold? <laughs> yeah, you can get a cold. Uh, let's say, though, that you're catching every virus that goes around. And every time you catch that cold, it turns into bronchitis mm-hmm. or it turns into sinus infection. You know, I think that's the line between, between that everyday common cold and, okay, maybe something deeper is going on. Your body's showing signs of being depleted. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. In my mind, when I was thinking about this topic of like the crash and burn, I was feeling more like when that stress and anxiety and exhaustion all come together and then your body goes haywire, like what happened for me. Um, And I see this quite a bit with, you know, type A superpower women that are, you know, working, taking care of the kids, taking care of everybody and everything except for themselves. And it's this shock. Like, what do you mean I can't do it all? I always did. Are you guys seeing that, you know, with your clients too? Absolutely. And let me ask you this, Lisa. If I had come up to you, uh, you know, a couple of weeks before things really bottomed out for you. You know, let's say you were still managing everything and taking care of everyone and doing all the things. And I said, hey, are you, uh, are you too stressed out? Are you burning out? Are you done? Or do you need a break? Do you think you would have said, yeah, I need a break? <laughs> I think at that point I would have because I was Looking back, I can say there were so many warnings that I was just ignoring because I was brought up in a way like, ah, stress, I can do stress, you know, like no big deal. But now when I look back, I was screaming for help and I I didn't have any. And I think that for many women, even if we do have a support circle, we have this problem asking for help. And especially at that time when I had young babies, I found it very challenging. I wasn't getting sleep. I didn't have support of family or anything like that. And it's hard. It was really, really hard. So if someone had come along to me, I would have been like, thank you for noticing. Hmm. It's funny. I see in my practice the opposite. So for example, someone I see or as the coach, I see that they're burning the candle at every end, even there's no wicks and they're still burning, right? And then 
the encouragement to, hey, listen, can you pull back on something? Can you do less of this? And it's like, no, 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 nobody's, uh, it won't be able to get done. Or who else is going to do it? Or they're completely wiped out, fatigued, exhausted, reaching for another cup of coffee. I can't give up, I can't give up coffee. And I'm like, okay, well, we have to try and uh, put the brakes so that you don't have to keep catching up with the high octane fuel, right? Slow down so that you can literally relax into the space. So I, I think like what you said before, you thought you could do it all. Uh, I think it's, there's even this resistance when a coach will come and say, hey, listen, you're burning all, every single part of you is on fire right now. Slow down. And they're resistant to that slowdown. Who else is going to do it? And it's a complete mind shift that has to happen. You know, like um, they have to start to step outside themselves and look at their life from a, a different perspective to see it because they never be able to see it on the inside. I completely agree. And that's what I was thinking. Most of the time, if you tell someone, hey, maybe you should slow down or I see you're burning the candle at both ends. It's like, nope, I got it. I'm fine. I'm good. I just need another cup of coffee or I just need whatever, quick nap. Uh, I got to take care of it. And I find that the more someone resists the idea that they need to take a break, the more likely it is that they are stuck. And we're going to talk more about this in today's show, but they're stuck in their adrenaline-fueled fight or flight response. They literally cannot see the option of taking a step back. Well, I agree with that. And I see a lot of people who are both uh, taking care of kids and parents at the same time. So they're really being stretched on both ends. And the truth is, like what both of you said, they don't know. They really say, I don't see a way out of this. Like there is just so much to do. I don't even think I have an option. And sometimes just mentioning, well, if you actually do less, you'll get more done. And if you slow down and stop multitasking, you actually will like be a sane person. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and it, it is counterintuitive to do less to get more done. But it is so important to get them out of fight or flight. Yeah. And I see this with guys, too. It's not just women. Right. Right. I mean, you know, we're, we're women, so we're looking at mostly women, right? And the majority of your clients, I'm sure, like mine, is like 95% women and there's 5% of guys that come. But they're suffering with that, too. Uh, you know, like trying to get everything done. It's, it's like... Um, and I, I've said this before, that our society is not... We're not teaching people how to be in the world in a relaxed way. It's like, get in there, get in the rat race, get going, keep moving, don't stop. You're going to stop. Will you stop? You're dead. You know, like uh, it's, it's everywhere around us. And what you said, Lisa, the multitasking, right? They're, to, to do less, they'll get more done. So for example, if I had 20 things that I have to get done, if I try to do a little bit of each of one of those things, I'm going to miss one of them. I'm going to miss one of them and I'm going to have to keep going around and around in a circle. Eventually, I'm going to be dizzy as heck and fall down, right? But if I just focus on the one thing that I got to get done and I get that done, I can move on to the next thing. Okay, that's complete. It's off my, it's out of my brain. It's out of my psyche. Done. So I agree that doing less will help you do more or get more completed. There's a great book, The One Thing. Have you guys read it? No, but you talked about it before. I love that book. Yeah. It's like, what is the one thing that I should be doing right now that will help me get to where I want to go? Whether it's personally, professionally, relationships, like, but really 
slowing down and thinking about what is important on my list. Because so many times we're like, I got to do this and this and this and this. And half of them, if you do them next week, it's not going to make a difference, right? It's true. That's <laughs> true. And, you know, there's no one in your life that's going to make this happen for you. And most of the influences in our lives are actively pushing us in the opposite direction, right? So your boss is never going to be like, you know what, this project's too much. You look a little tired. Why don't I give it to someone else? Why don't we hire someone else? Because there's too much work. To- like that's never going to happen. Your team you know, is never going to say, you know, go home early. We got it. Your family, as much as they love you, they're looking, especially as a woman who's maybe taking care of the kids as a primary caretaking role and taking care of aging parents, like you said, Lisa, like no one's going to say like, it's okay. You know, <laughs> they, they like you taking care of it. everyone depends on it and has gotten used to you taking care of them. So it's very rare that anyone else is going to interject on your behalf and help you slow down. It's really something we have to do for ourselves. Which is why we coaches come in handy <laughs> because you know, when you, you do work with a coach, there's somebody who has your back and says like, Hey, let's focus on you. And that's something that many people are not used to doing. They're used to taking care of everybody else except for themselves. And it is a real treat to have somebody who's actually focused on you. And many people feel selfish about that, but it's, you can't take care of anyone else if you're not okay yourself. That's the truth, sister. Now, the big problem with all of this is that I think most people are feeling, or I know in the past I have felt, well, I'm really stressed out, but I just got to push through. I just got to get this done. You know, like it, it just has to be this way. And this is a problem and I can solve it. And then I'll solve it again tomorrow and I'll solve it again the day after that. But there are much larger health implications of all of this. And it is this cycle of stress that is keeping so many of us women and men uh, in, in a state of disease, in a state of imbalance, leading to, and we've all heard this, you know, stress is uh, implicated in every disorder, every disease, everything. But it's not just like, that sounds kind of like lip service because we all know that, oh, stress is bad for you. But there are real things happening in your body, and we can talk more about that, that make your body break down, become depleted, become more likely, more susceptible to those viruses or even something like cancer. And we are slowly killing ourselves, living at the pace that we feel like we have to be living. That's the truth. Yeah. So uh, Mark put in a, you know, your, your guy, Mark, your favorite. Hey, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> he put in that, you know, that denial, right? We're in denial that we got to slow down and stop the multitasking. Uh, so, you know, like we're going to talk with Michelle later about how to, how to stop it. But, you know, how do you get people to see? How do you get them to see? Unfortunately, often we don't. And they kind of have a mini burnout crash collapse. And then there's, then it's like they got to do something. But the truth is, and we'll get to this more in the show, there are warning signs, you know, and when you start really slowing down and paying attention, you can get those warning signs and avoid, you know, avoid that crash and burn. And I wish I was aware of those things way back when, because it would have saved me a lot of pain and heartache. Hmm. Mark says, I am everybody's guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Careful if you're everybody's guy. There's going to be a little trouble there. (laughs) (laughs) Burn out. (laughs) 
No kidding. So go ahead, Lisa. Why do we think this is happening so much right now, though? Hmm. Well, I think that burnout can happen to anyone, anytime, anyplace, any point in time, right, in history. But we are so much more susceptible to it in our modern world because it's not only the amount of time that we're spending on screens and multitasking, you know, checking the email while we're going to the bathroom and things like that, or at a red light. But um, there is a compounding effect between the way that we're living our life and our exposures, which is you know more now than they've ever been throughout history, toxic exposures through the environment, through the products that we're using, um, the things that we're using in our kitchen, the food that we're consuming. You know, we are putting more stressors onto our body, I believe, than ever before. And I think that is a huge reason why we're seeing this as an epidemic. Yeah. yeah. And I want to go back to what you said about in the car at the red light getting on the phone. So I think we need to be retrained because we're training a whole bunch of generations, new generations coming up that they can just be on that thing all the time. So when I'm in the car with Pablo, when he reaches over, when, when we're you know driving and we're at a red light and he reaches over for his phone, I was like training a puppy. I'm like, no. And I hit his, <laughs> hit his hand. No, because it's one split second that an accident can happen if you're multitasking while you're supposed to be doing the one thing that you're doing, right? right? But we're the whole generation is being trained to do everything all the time, nonstop, no breaks, and it, it's killing us. Yeah, and it's leading to crazy depression and anxiety. Yep. Well, we are so lucky today, you guys, um, because Why? we have our very own Michelle Fenninghouse as our guest today. And you might not know this, you just think she's another pretty face, but Michelle has been featured on ABC, CBS, NPR, and in the movie Lemonade with her inspiring story of reinvention. Once working nonstop in the fast-paced world of big advertising, Michelle suffered from burnout, manifesting in debilitating anxiety, fainting spells, and IBS. Her symptoms were dismissed by doctors, but she took matters into her own hands and healed herself through diet and lifestyle changes. Since then, she's helped overworked, high-achieving women around the world become more strong, resilient, and powerful. Michelle also appears in the curriculum of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and acts as a mentor for aspiring health coaches. She's a dedicated yogi, mommy of two little boys, and has no plans to cover up her hard-earned silver streaks in her hair. Woohoo! So we will be back after the break with Michelle. While the break is taking place, please head over to healthyviewradio.com slash review. Leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. And, um, and stay tuned. We'll see you in a bit. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. This is the place to be every Thursday afternoon to get the health information you need in a highly engaging, entertaining, and enlightening format. My name is Andrea Beeman, and today our topic is burnout. To help us gain more clarity on this topic and how you can avoid it is our very own Michelle Benninghaus. For those of you that don't know our gal, she is the co-host of the wildly popular Healthy View Radio with me and Lisa Lutan. <laughs> Every week, <laughs> she shares her savory tips with our audience, and we all love her. But beyond that, she's also a full-time mom to a couple of cute little monsters. Plus, she's a full-time health coach with clients, and she trains other health coaches how to grow their business using her marketing savvy. She is a busy gal. But before we get into the topic, we want our audience, we want you guys and gals to get to know our Michelle better. So, Michelle, what did you have for breakfast today? And if you say a smoothie, I'm going to punch you in the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I better talk. No, I did not have a smoothie. It is a rare day that I have the smoothie, if ever. I had some... um, homemade sausage patties that I made the other night for dinner. I heat that up for breakfast. I had some sourdough gluten-free bread that I made. It's an amazing fermented bread that I made myself using no flour at all, just whole grains. Will you post the recipe? You want this recipe. (laughs) It comes from Cheryl, actually. Some of you guys might know Cheryl Passwater. She gave me the recipe. And some kale. That was my breakfast. Wow. And the homemade sausage patties, like you ground the sausage yourself and put in those herbs and the spices or, or did you just pork. form them into Brown pork with some spices, patties, fry them up. Wow. She's pretty savvy, that Michelle. Uh, <laughs> what is the number one thing you do every day that has the greatest impact on your life? You know, there's something that I've been doing a lot more of lately. Um, I call it managing my thoughts. And it's a form of mindfulness. 
it's a form of self-coaching, you know, and you think a thought to yourself and it's really upsetting you. You had that opportunity as a human being. We have this ability to think about our own thoughts. And I've been taking the time to examine the thought and notice how it makes me feel and then choosing a different thought that is equally true, but makes me feel much more centered. Oh, I love that. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, And then, of course, what is your guilty pleasure? Oh, gosh. Okay. So this is a funny one. We actually have a hot tub built into our bedroom. What? (laughs) The house is- Honeymoon suite. It was built in the (laughs) 80s. Literally. It's like those Poconos resorts you can go to that has like a champagne uh, (laughs) hot tub in the room. The bed rotating circles. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have this old hot tub and I know it needs to be maintenance and I know it's just ridiculous and I'm probably going to cause a leak in the house just by using it. But I got to tell you, I love it. I love after a long day getting in this big old hot tub, turning on the jets and just hoping that nothing starts leaking. Oh my God, like Calgon, take me away. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you know, minus (laughs) any of the junk in Calgon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So uh, that's our girl. Uh, So let's get started. On your website, because I always visit all the websites of all of our guests, uh, on your website it says, this is a quote from you, it's fitting that Find Your Balance was born while I was working in the unbalanced, unhealthy, completely batshit, crazy ad agency world. I'm serious. I think 90% of that company was medicated for anxiety, depression, and who knows what else. So is this what led you to health coaching, being in that world and being under that amount of stress? Yes, absolutely. Like, let's be honest. I have always been an overachiever. When I was going through college, I, yeah, Lisa's shocked. <laughs> this could be true. Anyone who knows me would not be shocked at all, but I was stressed out already, right? I went to college on a full scholarship. I had to keep my GPA up. I worked my way through, you know, I, I've always been a go-getter, but it was really compounded. Like I said earlier, you know, your employer is never going to say, hey, take it easy or hey, do less. And I think being inside the environment of big advertising, which by the way, has not changed very much since the Mad Men days with all of the same sort of patriarchy going on was incredibly, incredibly stressful on so many levels. And it caused me to really hit bottom, even though I had been suffering for a long time. Hmm. So do you think that it's just in the corporate world that people burn out or it can happen to anyone in any industry? Oh, sure. In any industry, even and even for someone who's not working full time or even at all, just depending on who you surround yourself with, the demands on your time and basically that list of I should, I should, I should. And that constant repeating of I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I think can drive anybody into a burned out even I find like even some people who aren't working at all the should the shoulds the shoulds the shoulds like oh my god I'm not even working and and yet I should be doing this and do this and get crazy so I think it's almost like a personality type and maybe we're drawn to those environments but yeah definitely if you're like an adrenaline junkie it can happen anywhere Hmm. absolutely that's interesting what you just said about personality types because I agree with you some personalities are primed more for this. There's Mm -hmm. actually parts of our genetic code 
that can lead us to become more hyped up on adrenaline. Literally, you know, there are SNPs within our genetic code that will not allow us to break down adrenaline. So we might get that adrenaline rush. And then like for me, I know I stay up here. It's really hard to bring it down because my body literally cannot break down the adrenaline the way somebody else's can. Huh. So what did that feel like for you physically? Like, uh, like for our audience members that um, you know, maybe don't understand adrenal fatigue or burnout or what we're going to be talking about today. What did it physically feel like for you? First of all, it felt totally normal because it's what I had been doing and the way I'd been living for so very long and what I saw around me, what everyone else was doing. So it felt totally normal. But the tipping point came when I could not get out of bed, exhausted like I had never been exhausted before in my life. And the fainting and dizzy spells that I was experiencing, which again, if it happens once, you shrug. If it happens twice, you go, oh, that's weird. But when it happens again and again, it's becoming a more regular occurrence. That's how it was feeling for me. I was exhausted. I was dizzy. And I was flat out losing consciousness. That's when I started to see doctors. And did it help when you went to go see the doctors? (laughs) I wish, I wish they had just looked at me the first visit and said, we have no clue, please try a different path. But Hmm. instead they ran the blood tests and they very confidently told me I was fine and I should just go on and be fine, goodbye. And then I'd, you know, go another six months or so and then I'd try again and go back to the doctor again. In fact, I remember being in the doctor's office, I was still in college at this point, saying, uh, I've been having these dizzy spells and blacking out. And she was doing my blood pressure. She had the blood pressure cuff on me. And, you know, as they pump up the cuff, it cuts off your blood flow a little bit. And that was causing me to black out in her office. Oh, man. She's watching it happening and still saying, we don't know. She's like, we could put you in the hospital and try to induce this kind of blacking out. But short of that, I don't know what to say. Wow. So this is a perfect time to talk about um, adrenaline and your HPA access. Uh, can, you, um, can you explain to folks a little bit about what happens when you're stressed out and what happens in the physical body? Uh, and in your case, you couldn't break down the hormones, but what's the general process that happens in a stressed out body? It's actually pretty complex. So I think the easiest way to understand it is to think about our fight or flight response. So an obvious stressor, like a tiger jumping out of the woods at you, we all know what the response of the body is, right? We get real tense and our pupils dilate and our heart starts banging away because we're getting ready to fight or flight. And that is the same kind of response that might happen if like our boss yells at us or we have a big scary meeting that we have to go into. Anytime that there's an obvious stressor, um, the body sends signals to help itself cope with the stressor. That's the thing. Our body is really trying to help. So adrenaline gets released immediately in the brain. Then the hypothalamus, it's the HPA axis. It stands for hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. And it's this system of communication that produces the adrenaline that you need, that produces the cortisol that you need, and there's feedback loops happening. So after the stressor has passed, the body also has a way of calming itself back down. It's a beautiful system if our big stressors were tigers leaping out of the forest. However, (laughs) (laughs) that's not the kind of stress we're under, is it? No. Mm -hmm. 
So it's not the tiger. Instead, it's I have to maintain this GPA or I have to, I should, I should, I should do these things or I'm not enough, I'm not enough or, you know, tasks that I have to do a mile long on my to-do list. All of these things that are hitting our stress response. I think of it as like if you could watch your stress response system light up in your body, you'd see this line from like your brain to your lower back and back again. Like maybe it lights up green every time that the stress response is activated. Maybe we watched, should create an app for that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just watch everybody blinking nonstop. Like a pinball machine. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we're like, kind of pinging through our lives from one stressor to the next. The system gets, uh, gets overheated, to say the least. Yeah. And then the calm down process, I think, is missing for most people, because we're under chronic stress. So what, when you're working with your clients, um, how are you getting them to calm themselves? Oh, my goodness. You know, the first time I meet with any of my clients, I almost invariably notice that they're speaking very, very quickly. And one of the first things I'll do is I'll reflect to them, hey, I notice that you're speaking very, very quickly. And sometimes they'll laugh and say, oh, that's what I always do. Or sometimes it forces them to stop and take that deep breath that they've been missing. But I think reflecting back to them, the speed at which they're living life is incredibly helpful because no one is doing that for them. No one's saying, hey, this is what I see. What do you think? Because they're smart. Once they see it, they go, oh yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Once they see it, right? But it's hard for them to see it because right. they're in that stress response continually. So that, that makes me think about our kids because they're learning from our behaviors. So is this something that we can teach our children in preschool? You know, like, because you have two kids and I, I'm sure you're teaching them these, uh, these basics of how to be in the world. So is this something that you think that we can we can tell our children or teach our children in the world so that they don't grow up and become so dysfunctional like the adults? I'm so very conscious of this, you guys. We went with my kids to the Franklin Institute a while back. It's a big museum in Philadelphia. And when I was a girl, I had gone there for these sleepover trips with the Girl Scouts. And so it was interesting to me as we walked up the stairs of the museum, I had this flashback of myself as a young girl dragging myself up those stairs so tired. I cannot climb these stairs. What kid can't climb some stairs? You know? <laughs> and I looked at my kids and I realized this is why I fight so hard for them to eat a diet of real clean food. This is why I take such precautions with the chemicals or the lack thereof, the chemicals that they're exposed to, um, even the soap and the shampoos that we use in their shower, because we've been talking about emotional stressors for the most part. But all of these other stresses on our system also trigger the HPA access. They, they also trigger the stress response system and can also wear us out over time. And I believe I was in a state of being worn out when I was quite young. And I feel very strongly that I do not want them to go through that. Oh, so. you're a good mom. You're a good mom. <laughs> you know, and I, I love that your website is Find Your Balance Health, right? Is it findyourbalancehealth.com? Yeah. Because it's about finding the balance, right? So we're going to be exposed to the toxins. We're going to be exposed to the crap. We're going to be exposed to the stressors. So you're helping people get to that center space. So what, when you're working with your clients, 
Um, what do you encourage them to do, you know, on the physical plane? And then we'll get to the emotional and all that. But on the physical plane, what do you encourage, encourage them to do? There are so many ways to start, right? And some people are really dead set against like taking the sugar out of their diet or taking the coffee out of their mornings, even though I can see that would be so helpful for them. So sometimes we just start wherever they're ready. Sometimes it's eating more vegetables and crowding out the other stuff. Sometimes it's, I have a client right now, so many problems, but there's no exercise in her life. So she's kind of stressing out about the food stuff. And I said, you know what? Let's chill on that. How about you go take a nice 20-minute brisk walk? Could you do that? Could you do that every day? See if we can get the digestive system moving a little more appropriately, get some sunshine on your face. So there's so many ways to approach it from the physical perspective. It depends on what a person is most open to. Yeah, I love that. So like when we were talking about overwhelm earlier, oh, so much stuff going on, too many things multitasking. When I personally find myself in that space, I leave and I go to Central Park and I take a walk. And, you know, sometimes I'll forget my phone and my husband's like, you can't go out without your phone. And I'm like, yes, I can. <laughs> so I love that you encourage your clients to take a walk because it's going to do a couple of things. Going to help to use that hormone, right? The stress hormone, because when we get stressed, the hormone is pumped into the blood. Where's well, How do we use? We got to use it. Otherwise, it's going to be floating around wreaking havoc. Um, So uh, now you do that. You look at your clients from that bigger perspective. And and then what about the emotional? That's the most fun part as a coach, I think, because you can read articles online or in Cosmo magazine, you know, all about like healthy snacks or healthy breakfast options and things like this. To me, it's not that interesting anymore. What's really (laughs) interesting is when I can say to someone again, maybe reflecting back to them, hey, it seems like you're operating out of a place of fear, for example. And then I might be able to say, where's that fear coming from? And that's just, I'm, you know, it's different how we get into these conversations, but I might notice a pattern in their behavior and call it out, reflect it to them, and then they're able to say, yeah, you're right. Have now hold that afraid. fearful thought. Because <laughs> I'm afraid we have to take a break. <laughs> that's right. Because we do have to take a quick little break. So I don't want you to go away. We have some wisdom coming out of this cute little muffin's mouth. <laughs> We'll continue talking with our very own Michelle when we come back from the break. Don't go away. Don't burn out. We'll be right back after these quick messages. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutian, and Michelle Fennighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We have been talking about burnout with our very own Girl Scout, Michelle. And it's a super interesting topic. I know that I was just sitting there listening and really learning a lot, even though I talk about this a lot. I think it's always great getting other people's perspective on the same topic. So one thing that Andrea mentioned is when she's feeling really kind of, you know, crazed, she just takes off and goes to Central Park. And so, Michelle, what do you do in those moments? Ah... Well, I'm lucky enough that I can just walk outside my house and be surrounded by natural beauty. We pretty much live in the woods over here. So going outside for a walk is right up there. Even if I can't do a whole walk, you know what I do? I sneak out the back door, I take off my shoes and just step in the grass and look at the trees. Because your brain actually works differently. It seems seems like nothing, nothing to do that. But your brain works in a different way when you're taking in a big 360 view and you're looking at the natural world versus when you are looking straight ahead at a screen or at your notebook or whatever it is and you're just very focused like this looking at metal (laughs) or looking at glass so uh, that nature piece I find to be like the quickest reset to grab for myself I couldn't agree more. I have this free challenge going on in one of my in my group right now of walking every day for 30 days. And literally, people are shocked. I'm like, don't count calories. Don't count steps. Just go outside. You know, even if you're walking around the house, it doesn't matter. Just seeing that nature is or anything different from where you are, it's so calming. So everybody listening out there, just whatever it is, get outside. Great, great advice. So... What are some of the things I'd love to talk about people, like maybe you can pipe in also, Andrea, warning signs that if people start experiencing that might indicate that they're leading to a burnout or a crash? Yeah, totally. In fact, I have a little quiz that will help our listeners determine where they're falling on the spectrum. Like, are they pretty well in balanced and managing their stress? Are they starting to burn out or are they in full on exhaustion mode? So I'll just tell you guys about that now. If you go to findyourbalancehealth.com slash stress, that's going to allow you to download this uh, quiz. And there's also some helpful tips at the end as to how to start turning things around for yourself. But some of the um, 
the warning signs off the top of my head, I think are the things, again, that we consider normal or that we maybe go to the doctor for and they say, you're fine, or that's normal, or that's just a normal part of aging. I want you to pay attention to those things. So things like waking up and you're still tired, or not being able to fall asleep at night, any sort of uh, interruptions with your sleep and your energy levels. That's not just normal. (laughs) So really paying attention to that. Another thing would be your digestion. Now, certainly digestive issues could be caused by a myriad of reasons, but part of what's going on or all of what's going on could be leading back to HPA axis dysregulation. Because when we're in that fight or flight mode, all of your energy is going to your like your muscles and like your heart beating and your body shunts away energy from the digestive system. So if you're chronically constipated or there's diarrhea or should I get more graphic, (laughs) these are things to, again, take notice of. If you're constantly popping like a Tums or a Pepto, that's not normal. It's not horrible. We can fix these things, but you got to take notice and realize, okay, I'm starting to roll downhill here. What can I do to bring myself back into balance? Do you want to add anything to that? There's a lot of different symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. So most people, when they start suffering from the insomnia, like they can't get to sleep, can't get to sleep, right? They're agitated all night long. It's, it's actually because they're exhausted. So the body needs energy to sleep, right? It won't fall into a restful sleep unless there's enough energy. If there's not enough energy, it gets nervous almost, right? And boop, it wakes up, pop. Can't sleep, can't sleep. So uh, that's, I mean, when people tell me that they can't sleep at night, I know that they're having way too much stress during the day. Um, So it's a great sign. And most people will go to the doctor and they'll get a sleeping pill, but it doesn't actually fix anything. It actually will make it worse. I've had clients that have been on three, four, five sleeping pills a night to get them to go to bed. And, um, and it has nothing to do with going to bed. It's during the day what's happening. Right. You know, when, before I had my big crash and burn, and I actually ended up in the hospital feeling like I was having a stroke. Like it was a really major event for me. Thank God it wasn't. But when I look back to the days leading up to that, I was like crying because I didn't fold the laundry. And it's like, who cares? You know what I mean? But the point is, I was working, I had babies, I was moving. And I was like, I didn't get the laundry done. And that when something that shouldn't put you over the edge, puts you over the edge, you know, you're burning the candle, you know, too long. And so watching and paying attention with curiosity, right, of what's going on and what's changing. Now, here's another thing. Oh, go ahead, Michelle. I also just wanted to point out, because we uh, somebody just commented on our Facebook feed about having adrenal fatigue, and I just wanted to call out that that term is slowly becoming outdated, and the term adrenal fatigue implies that your adrenals are like drying out like little raisins back there, can't do their job any, anymore. It's actually not that case. That's not what's happening. Your adrenals are functioning fine. Actually, your body is doing you a favor when you are in quote adrenal fatigue because of the feedback system that we talked about earlier. So when your body realizes that it has been in fight or flight mode too long, too persistently, there's a feedback mechanism that says, okay, slow down. Okay. Do not 
be pumping all that, all those uh, chemicals out, or, you know, make, making your body in fight or flight mode anymore. We need to actually do the opposite. We need to slow it down. And that is a good thing, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we feel exhausted. That's why we can't get out of bed in the morning. You know, it is actually your body's way of telling us to slow down. So I just wanted to be clear that your body is insanely smart and trying to do its very best for you. So if you're noticing these things, it's not like something's wrong with me. Oh, my adrenals, they're, they're crapped out. You know, they're no good anymore. That's not the case. You're actually, in a way, you're functioning very well, but it's a matter of listening to the symptoms and knowing what to do about it. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was going to bring up the issue of adrenal fatigue, which is like another buzzword out there. Um, Okay, so now we've talked about some of the ways that we start noticing that we might be heading for a burnout. What can we do to prevent it from happening? Recognize it. (laughs) This would be number one. I want you to say to yourself, this is not normal. Like Lisa uh, freaking out over not having folded the laundry. We all have those moments and we have to stop and say like, this is my body talking to me. Am I going to choose to listen or not? So I think that is first and foremost. And from there, there are so many ways that you can start to reduce the amount of stress, stressors coming into your life. I like to think of it as um, a bucket and the bucket gets full of all the different stressors. And we talked about them. There's emotional stress, you know, there's marital discord, there's work stress, and then there are um, underlying chronic uh, conditions, something like Epstein-Barr virus. If your body is in a constant state of fighting a low-lying virus or bacteria, that's going to fill up that bucket as well. Um, If you're being exposed to lots of pesticides or, you know, food, processed food, that's going to fill up that bucket as well. So, Personally, I think that changing what you eat, even just a small amount, can make the greatest difference with the little, <laughs> the least amount of work because you're going to eat anyway, right? So if you just eat something else, it's not like, oh, I have to start doing yoga every day or, oh, I have to start meditating for an hour every day. Those things can totally help. But if you can reduce the amount of junk that's going in your bucket in the first place, and I think food is very much within our control to me, that's one of the most important places to start. How about you, Andrea? Want to weigh in on that one? Yeah, so I, I think that people get overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that they think that they have to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a group, um, a private group, where uh, I have all these coaches that are into health and wellness and learning, and they're like, "What? Well, what's your daily routine like? And I said, well, I wake up in the morning, I do like journaling, and then I do like 15 minutes of meridian stretches or yoga, and then I do you know, like a meditation, but not like an hour meditation. It's like a 20 minute meditation. And if the dog has to go out, I do a walking meditation so that the morning for me and what I try to teach my clients is that it doesn't have to be this gigantic, overwhelming thing. It could be 10 minutes, five minutes, four minutes, three minutes of something little that they're doing for themselves in the morning that's going to carry them through the whole day. And it you start your morning in a relaxed way, it's going to affect the entire day. Because as soon as you step outside the house, you're going to be, uh, and not even, if you're having marital discord, <laughs> the other person wakes up, right? There's going to be stress that's happening. So you have to come into the world in a relaxed state that you can see things more clearly so that you can better adapt to that. Right. So we're all talking about adaptogenic herbs. Right. Take the herb for this. 
it's really, it's, it's like a Band-Aid. Again, we're using medicine and herbs as a Band-Aid instead of getting to, well, what, what can we really do? Yeah, we're, what we're really trying to do is build resilience to the inevitable stressors, right? We need to have greater resilience. Um, what you just said reminded me of something, Andrea. How do most people wake up in the morning? I mean, talk about throwing yourself into fight or flight mode first thing in the morning. In fact, many of my clients, and I've experienced this myself, we wake up before the alarm in anticipation of the alarm, which means we are thinking about the fact that we have to wake up at a certain time. I almost do not need an alarm clock. And so many of my clients say the same thing. They'll wake up five minutes before the alarm. That's well, how I hate to tell you up. this, honey, but as you get older, <laughs> you often wake up earlier and earlier and you don't need an al- I haven't set an alarm for years. Like, I wish I needed an alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's totally true. But I think this is, a, you know, this is more about the anticipation of the time. So if my alarm yeah. clock's set for 10 o'clock, you know, maybe someone's going to wake up at 9.50 because they know that 10 o'clock is coming. It's really a fascinating phenomenon. So if there's one thing that we could all do to allow us to come into the world, like Andrea said, a little more calm, I would look at the sound or the thing that is waking you up in the morning. You know, you can get an alarm clock that makes a very gentle sound to wake you up, a little zen chime. You you can put down the volume, look through all the different chimes on your phone, um, or even just a matter if you have a white noise machine, having it turn off at a certain time in the morning is a much more gentle way to enter your day. Rather than shocking them into the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we just dump ice water on ourselves? Yeah. And I'm going to throw in one little tip of just breathing. You know, three by Mm -hmm. three. I say three times a day, take three deep breaths. And that alone will just let your body know that you're not in danger all the time. Mm. But before we run out of time, Michelle, will you let our listeners know where they can learn more about you and all the great stuff that you provide? Yeah, absolutely. So you know what, you guys? I'm about to rebrand my entire business. So as of this recording, my website is findyourbalancehealth.com. And if you go to findyourbalancehealth.com slash stress, you can download a little quiz that will help you assess the stress in your life and what you need to do about it. But what you said earlier, Andrea, about finding that balance, I find that when women are in balance, that's when we're in our power. So too little stress, too little you know, nothing going on in our lives. We can be depressed, too much going on. That's burnout. But in the middle is where we really have our power. And my new brand will be She's Got Power. She's Got Power. Yeah. So over the next few months, <laughs> I that'll got be the power. Out. That's right. That's is it going right. to be She's Got Power.com or is it still going to be Find Your Health? Oh, she's got that. It'll be she's got power.com, but there's nothing there yet. So don't go by, don't look at that quite yet, just to, to let you know that's where we're headed. But for now, findyourbalancehealth.com slash stress. So exciting. Well, thanks you all for joining us for today. I'd like you to remind you, please head over to healthyviewradio.com slash review. Leave us a five-star review. We'd be so appreciative. (laughs) And we will see you next week here on Healthy View Radio. Take care and be healthy. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.